What's up, everybody? Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Week in Crime and Policing with Mayo and Meso. My name is Mark DeMayo. This is my partner, uh, my, my partner, my partner, Angel. My partner. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what language that is. I've been called um, worse. I've been called worse. <laughs> my partner, Angel Masonette. We are both retired NYPD detectives, and each week we cover the stories that are making headline news. But before we do that, we like to catch up with each other because we usually don't talk during the week. And we also like to say hello to the people that have joined us in the chat. So let's start with uh, Angel. How was your week? Well, it's been two weeks now because um, uh, I had to take last week off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's good, man. Uh, it was right week. Did we do right after the New Year? We had a show? Or right before we had the No, we did one before the New Year. And then because the, right. um, we did one on Monday night right after Christmas. Right, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Uh, then it was New Year's, and I had to skip that one. Yeah, so it's been good, man. Happy New Year to everybody. Um, thanks for uh, tuning in and uh, the support. But uh, everything's been good, man. I can't complain. Thank God. Everybody's happy. Everybody's healthy. Yeah, Happy New Year to all the police off the cuff family. So um, I, heard, I heard today on the radio that the etiquette is after the first week uh, of New Year's, you're not supposed to say Happy New Year anymore. So... I think I think we went past the uh, the week, so we're breaking etiquette here. But we haven't seen you guys. So yeah. Happy New, Year. happy New Year's, like we say in the ghetto. Happy New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> and they also say thanks God. Thanks God. Go to Red Lobsters. Right? <laughs> thanks God. Red Lobsters. Thanks, thanks God. We're going to let Red Lobsters. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, Oh my God! Look, I see Raquel in the chat, and I was just gonna give a shout out to Peter and Raquel because they were—I thought they were on a beautiful vacation. I just, yeah, I, just I saw, saw that. Yeah, I, yeah. I liked the pictures, and I was so happy for them that they got away. But um, maybe they're back. Who knows? Uh, they'll tell us in a second. Yeah. But um, yeah. So we missed last week, and um, you know, as everybody knows, my plan uh, has been uh, I'm moving to Las Vegas. The plan, my plan is. Uh, Viva. To be on a plane on uh, January 21st, flying to Las Vegas with my stuff meeting me there. But, um, oh, Raquel says we're back. Okay, I, ho I hope you had a nice time. Your pictures were beautiful. I, uh, so uh, that was the plan. I was going to put everything in a pod, my furniture and stuff like that, and then I was going to ship the car down. Well, wouldn't you know what? I sat down and I got a quote on a pod today, and it was like five grand. Yeah, because everybody's and then, everybody's getting out of dodge. So and, supply and demand. And, yeah, five grand. And um also then that didn't include shipping the car down. So then I started looking around at how much it would cost to uh to drive it to uh like get a U-Haul. You know what I'm saying? Put one of those things on the back of my car. <laughs> on the back of your have... Hyundai? You're not gonna fucking yeah. tow anything with that fucking thing. Why not? Anyway, I was well, gonna get the hitch put your on transmission it. Transmission work. <laughs> yeah, well, then I figured, you know what? Um, Why well, put an extra three thousand three thousand miles on a car that already has over a hundred thousand? That I could get another year out of. Um, so what I'm gonna do is I, I'm renting a U-Haul truck, and then I'm gonna put the um, uh, the, uh, the car in a car transport, and I'm gonna drive it down. It's uh, three days, three twelve-hour days of driving, me by myself. Nice. <laughs> nice. You know, I couldn't think of anybody I'd want to spend three days with more than <laughs> trapped in a car with. Oh, we're I, gonna get to the. I'm gonna get I to moved, know myself really well. I moved my godson from uh, Houston to Long Island, and uh, we drove from Houston to Long Island, and it took us. We stopped in uh, New Orleans. And then we stopped in Alabama, and that was it. We made it the whole way home. So it was, it was three cars following each other. So uh -huh. as you could imagine. So, how long were the days of driving? Probably about 12, 13 hour days. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. You get yeah. into a whole other world, man. Yeah, it was nuts. We ended up, uh, we ended up stopping. I went to Bourbon Street. That was the first time I had ever gone to Bourbon Street. Uh huh. Um, which was, uh, it was fun, but um. Yeah, it was it was it was uncomfortable. I was in, so I was with my godson in his in his uh, Honda Civic. Oof. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, why, Mr. The, Mr. Six foot five here. Uh, at the time, I was probably three hundred and twenty pounds. 
so I, I wasn't built for a civic. I'm still not built for a civic. So it was tough. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. That is a, that is crazy. The things we do when we're young, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So also another announcement uh, along the way. Um, I started thinking about, you know, what is it that I really wanted to do when I get out there and how how often would I be able to do this podcast because I'm going to need to get situated and there's going to be a big break. And and then I, I don't know, uh, I spoke to Bill and Bill has been building up uh, his brand uh, with the true crime. And, you know, just in, in case people don't know the history, because a lot of times we'll get... Um, we'll get messages from people like, Oh, I, where was bill or where's bill and stuff like that. And in my head, I was thinking, you know, we had built a platform here, you know, where you can get a couple of uh, different podcasts and, and, um, and opinions and stuff like that and, and see different shows for all for the same, you know, membership price. And, uh, the only thing is, is this, that it just got like really confusing. So, uh, we agreed that, Maybe it's better if, uh, you know, especially since I'm going to be going to Vegas and, and taking this time off that we, we just uh, we just go our own ways and do our own thing. And uh, I wish Bill the best. Uh, he's going to stay with uh, the name Police Off the uh, uh, Police Off the Cuff podcast, and he's going to do his true crime there. And uh, I'm going to reinvent myself once again. <laughs> and uh, like I mentioned, just a little history on the show. Bill and I started doing this. Um, well, for an article that I was writing for a magazine called New York Natives, I saw that they were doing uh, some, what was it called back then? It wasn't a called podcast. Uh, vlogs? Vlogs. And it wasn't a vlog. It, was, it wasn't a vlog. It was in between a vlog and a podcast. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll think of it. But uh, I saw that they were putting up these videos and stuff like that. So I, I, I pitched mine and they gave me a chance. And I started doing this thing called PO'd where I'd interview, well, I was interviewing other uh, retired cops and what pisses us off. Because there was always something that, you know, people complain about cops. So we wanted to complain about civilians. And it was funny. But, you know, one of the things about me, I know when something's good. You know what I'm saying? And I was looking at it. I'm like, eh, this ain't that good. So I, th- I, I thought I could fix it better. And, w- and we did. And um, I came up with this thing called uh, Off the Cuff where just like uh, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, two, uh, two comedians getting coffee. This was going to be two retired cops getting food, you know, and talking, telling war stories. And that's, uh, I picked Bill to do with me. And um, we did that. We did four of them, I think. And then all of a sudden, that poor magazine, New York Natives, man, they ran out of money. So we were stuck in the low. And about a year later, we decided, uh, hey, why don't we do a podcast? And um, that was called uh police off the cuff and we started interviewing great for uh law enforcement cops retired cops detectives that did wonderful things and then it expanded to any anybody who did something wonderful in uh in law enforcement then it it just kept expanding up until we got to the point where uh we started doing patreon and then um what happened that uh freaking COVID happened and we decided that the patreon people needed uh, you know, to get some behind the wall, some exclusive content since they were, you know, given money. And then that's where Bill started doing the true crime and I started doing uh, my stories. And Bill took off from there uh, with the true crime. The true crime is a big, big hit. You know, it takes a special type of person to do that, to do those stories because, you know, you're just like a detective again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're like really getting deep into these cases and, um it's like i said it takes a special type of person to do that man you got to really really love it and um this is what i love doing you know i loved having fun with the stories so anyway so here we are and um this episode will be the second to last episode next week i'm hoping to do an episode where i invite a lot of uh, our former guests on to just uh come on for five minutes say goodbye i'm hoping that uh, Bill Ryan will be available next week, and I'm hoping that uh, Joe Murray will be available next week, and uh, Peter Pranzo, and um, what's Spanish Rose in Harlem? What's this? <laughs> uh, I can't think. I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. But um, yeah, so that's what I'm hoping to do. So there is the announcement. Um, I can't believe I can't believe uh, who's, who's Spanish Rose in Harlem. 
can't believe it. I'm so pissed. He's going to be pissed at me right now, but I'm drawing a blank. I'm trying to think as quick as possible. Uh, so that's the story. This is one of the last two episodes. And then when I get to Vegas and I'm up and running, I'm going to reach out to all of you and ask you to subscribe to my new thing, whatever it is. Also, me and Angel, we talked about doing a, uh, continuing this and doing an East Coast, West Coast. So you would cover the East Coast crime and I would cover the West Coast crime. Oh, Scott Wagner. There you go. Scott Wagner. I'm hoping he'll join us next week, too. Uh, maybe, you know, what would be cool if we could get Milwaukee civilian information and get him to come on so we could finally see who the hell we're talking to. Ball the ball yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want, shoot us your uh, info, Milwaukee civilian, if you want to make a face appearance. <laughs> uh, so back to East Coast, West Coast. So that's the idea with uh, that Angel and I came up with. So we're going to work on that idea. And uh, in the meantime, uh, that's the plan right there. And uh, just so I don't, I, I won't forget it to say it next week. I'll get all mushy next week. But uh, you guys have been wonderful supporting the podcast. And, um, you know, it's a weird thing doing a podcast. Uh, we'll, before we go into the weird thing, Angel, why don't we say hello to the people in the chat and then we'll, we'll talk about the weird thing in the podcast business. Okay. We got a uh, boxing MMA. What's up? What's up? Ryan investigative group. Hello. 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 Uh, Jojo, Scott G, Ruthann Griffin, uh, Little Mermaid, Louisa. Hello, darling. Thank you for joining. Uh, she says hello to my favorite East Coast men, Mark and Angel, High Police, Off the Cuff family. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, Maui Swift. Hello, Maui. Welcome back. What's we got? Peter Pranzo. What's up, LT? Welcome back from your vacation. It looked like you guys had a great time. Phil uh, Leo. Hmm. Uh, let's see who else. Natasha Rennie. Hello, everyone. Hello, Natasha. I recognize your pen. I think that's a panda bear. I can't even see. Um, who else we got? Mary Goldstein. Hello, Mary. Hello, Hi, Mary. Hello, 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 hello. Uh, hello, my favorite boys. Hello, Mary. Um, who else we got? Sergeant George Ishak. What's up, Sarge? Raquel Pranzo. Hello, darling. You guys look like you had a good time. We missed you too. Welcome back from your vacation. Karina Elizondo. Hand pink waving, hand pink waving, hand pink waving. Okay. Uh, Scott G. Kelly Work. Work. Mary Goldstein again. Hello, hello, hello. Um, I think that's it. I think I got it covered. Claire. All right, cool. Claire. Well, go ahead. Now, I was mentioning the weird thing about doing a podcast, right? Is that uh, sometimes <laughs> stuff happens. Like the other day, I was hanging out. Uh, I was at work, actually, and a couple people came up to me and they mentioned that they saw me on the news interviewing George Santos. I was like, what? They're like, yeah, yeah, it was you. <laughs> you? And, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, uh, Mark DeMeo and the. Uh, uh, the police off the cuff thing and i was like did, did we interview george santos and then i sure enough i go look it up and there look there he goes <laughs> oh shit <laughs> that's funny yeah I, I completely forgot that we had this guy on wow yeah i completely forgot that we had this guy on in case was you don't he, know um... george santos is uh this is him was he hitting on you was he hitting on you when he was on no but i did you know, I'm, I really tried. Like, I completely forgot we had him on the show. And then I I don't know whether I'm making this stuff up in my head. But I felt like um, I knew he was gay. Let's put it that way. I just, I, I could just. You don't say. Yeah. And I try to stay away from him. How do you know? Just, just uh, a sixth sense gay, that I have. Your gaydar? You have gaydar? Yeah, just, you know, just <laughs> being, you know. I just had a feeling. And, um, yeah. Well, I, I didn't care. No. I didn't. I, that's why I steered away from any type of, you know, sexual talk. I didn't want so him to know, mention. What? So you know about me, right? You know I'm a lesbian, right? Yeah. Okay. Everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got a lesbian haircut. <laughs> I don't drive a Subaru, though. But um, I, you know what I was thinking about this guy? So in case you don't know who George Santos is, He's a, a congressman, a newly elected congressman out of New York. Uh, go figure, right? A uh, Republican congressman. I should have said that. He's a well, newly I, elected Republican congressman out of New York. Go figure. 
And um, somebody, for some reason, decided to dig into his past. I don't know what it was. Maybe they got a heads up that this guy could be embellishing uh, his resume. Politics, baby. Politics. All so they were loving politics. They started looking into his resume a little bit. It turns out that everything that this guy said was a lie. Hmm. You name it. Like, there wasn't one ounce of truth. The schools that he went to was a lie. What his parents did was uh, for light. He even went as far as to say he was Jewish. Wait. His, 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 did you hear what he said about that, though? Well, he said... About uh, Jewish? He goes, I'm Jewish. Yeah, right. He was like, <laughs> I didn't mean Jewish. I meant Jewish, like kind of Jew. Yeah, like <laughs> somebody in his family was friends with a Jewish person a long time ago. <laughs> and, Jewish, uh, and I'll he get got indoctrinated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the schools he went to, uh, the jobs that he had. So he he was uh, he worked for Dish Network, answering the phones or something like that, customer service. But that's not what he put on his resume. resume. What he he was doing some stock trading brokering i don't know something in finance he went to harvard i don't even know what the the lies were but they were extensive man i mean you talk about lying man this guy he's a complete wait a minute there you go look milwaukee civilian he gave us a 50 dollars super chat what sadness and anticipation forced me to contribute <laughs> that's <laughs> we so nice him into it. thank you milwaukee we appreciate mark it. and angel and you, uh, you two, and tops and bottoms. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You're a scholar. So, uh, yeah, um, that was great. Thank you, Milwaukee civilian. Back to um, George Santos. Um, he lied about everything, bro. Like there yeah. wasn't like like almost like um like he's a complete psychopath. Yeah, he's he's definitely uh, what do they call people? He's a he's, so he's a pathological liar. Mm -hmm. uh as a we're going to psychoanalyze him now today on the show this is going to mm -hmm. be our new thing he's a he's a, a pathological liar he's a narcissist uh sociopath what else well i think i think you nailed it right there you know what's <laughs> funny is like if you're george santos you think i you think i nailed him is that what you just said <laughs> yeah you nailed him <laughs> if you're george santos and somebody because at the time if i recall uh, we had Mike Colon on uh, the Prodigy. Uh, yeah, the Prodigy. He was getting our guests for us. He was working uh, for us and and getting our guests. And he got a great guest at the time. The guy's running for Congress, a Republican. But if you're at, if you're being approached by coming on this podcast or vice versa, and you hear that it's two detectives, and you know that your story is a complete lie. <laughs> You could either back out and say, "Now nah, this isn't a good idea," or let me see if I can pass this BS story past yeah, two guys, retired detectives. You. Yeah, he use you as a test, exactly. Yeah, don't you think so? Yeah, yeah, I agree, absolutely. Um, listen, somebody, somebody uh, dropped a dime on him, as we used to say back in the day. How much does it cost to make a call now? You don't even. There's no more payphones. They dropped a dime on him, and uh, you know, people got wind of it. Listen, I'm not. If he's lying, he's got to go, which, I mean, he is. He's lying. So he's got to go. He should step down. I mean, there's no – and now, uh, supposedly now, I don't know what's going on with this, but he's supposedly facing criminal charges in Brazil over something that happened a few years ago. They're supposedly reopening an investigation on him in Brazil. Yeah, I think it's some type of fraud case. Like, oh, yeah, he's yeah, – yeah. um, not only is he a liar, but he probably has, like, um, multiple personalities as well. Like, one of them is a thief. You know what I'm saying? He's got more problems than 10 people, man. Ooh. Yeah. And look, as a matter of fact, this is a weird picture, actually, because this is what's being shopped around on the Internet. Uh, oh, you see the White the... Power. <laughs> this is the Five Deadly Venoms like they used to do on uh, Saturday morning TV. Yeah, look, go ahead. Yeah. Remember the Five Deadly Venoms? I don't, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, is it he crazy enough power. to think so? I don't listen. Pushing he's, white power he's, when he's um No, nah, he's he's gesturing because he's a little effeminate, you know, and he's he's doing his little hand movements and gesturing, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean people listen, you you, you put this stuff on the internet and people will find that there's tons you know how many cop photos where you see guys are going like this, like they're they're in their buddy's wedding and they're going like mm. this in the photo. And me mm. and my cousins do this all the time. Like we'll be like, Hey, look at that, and then go like this to them, and it's to catch them, you know, to make them look. And then people mm -hmm. say, oh, it's a Nazi symbol. It's white power. Mm -hmm. Oh, stupid. People, listen. It's they, a they stretch. Yeah, it is. It is. It's definitely a stretch. Yeah. 
But if he did do it in Congress, man, <laughs> he, he has all the signs of a crazy person. And the funny thing is, is that if you're uh, the Republican Party and you're getting this candidate coming out of New York, male, Hispanic, gay, you know, married. I mean, that's that's your candidate right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, covers, yeah. he covers all the bases. The only thing but he wasn't, he, the only thing he wasn't was a woke Republican. That was the only no, box he didn't check. I mean, a woke uh, no, Democrat. No, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Check. But that's, that's why he's box. so attractive as a candidate for the Republican Party. Oh, you find him attractive? I mean, in, in, no, yeah. Well, oh, it, nice. it, as, as a candidate for the Republican oh, Party. I, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Mary Goldstein says, I remember on that episode he was on, he complained that the interns he helped were ungrateful. At least they actually went to school. Laughing out loud. Good point, Mary. Good point. The uh, interns that he helped. Fuzzy Doxy says, how can you have a politician that admits to lying and giving false statements? I mean, it's bad enough when they lie and don't admit it. He needs to go. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know lie. if she meant you know, have him on our show because uh, when he was on our show, we had no idea who this guy was. He was just running he, whatever. Nobody had done a background check on him. Neither did we. We just, uh, if you look at it, the YouTube uh, thing, Bill always was very... Uh, you know, he put put a whole bio of the person that was on the show, on the YouTube thing. So put, that's all we that's all we knew about him. Did he put liar liar pants on fire as his, as right, his bio? Next, right next to it? <laughs> you know, you should put that right. Oh, <laughs> Everything yeah, yeah. this man says is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty cool game though when you're hanging out with somebody that you know is like um, a liar like that. You know, I have a, I've grown up with a couple of people that were pathological liars you know, <laughs> from the neighborhood, and. Um, He's trying to figure out, like, decipher what what's the truth, and what's a lie. Yeah, yeah. Phil Leo says he's a mashugana. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Milwaukee civilian says I love Sergeant Bill, but you are magnificent. I have been watching you guys since your third episode. I insist that you return better and more <coughs> fabulous than ever. I think we will too. I definitely we're think gonna, I love the I love the East gonna Coast. Be we're going to be fabulous in honor of uh, in honor of <laughs> George Santos. We're going to come back fabulous. Yeah, fabulous. <laughs> you know, the show might actually open up. You know, we'll be a little bit more wilder. I could do whatever we want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, we can go uh, back to cursing. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mary Gosi says, No fault on you guys. He fooled a lot of people for a long time. It's a requirement to be a politician. Yeah. Yeah, That's she's true. right. She's right. And you know what? I'm not an investigative reporter here, you know, and I'm not looking to get into arguments. I wanted to help your campaign, promote you a little bit, whatever you say. I'm going to take it face value. But if I had to go back and think about the interview, I did have a feeling like when I was asking him some questions, it didn't just drive up. You know, like when you got somebody in the box. Yeah. And he asked him something and then he go back and you ask him something else. And you're like, wait a minute, this date and that date don't drive. But like I said, in my head, I'm like, eh, what am I going to do? I'm not an investigative reporter. I just <laughs> I kept it to myself. Remember the guy from Saturday Night Live? I forgot what his name was that he used to go. Yeah, that's the ticket. That's the yeah, ticket. yeah, yeah. That that that's George Santos, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah, ticket. Yeah, that's I'll, a ticket. I'll say that I went to Harvard. I'll yeah. say that I'm Jewish. I'll say that my grandparents survived the Holocaust. Yeah, that's the ticket. I can't yeah. think of his name right now, but I know who you're talking about. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. John Lovitz. John yeah, Lovitz. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Milwaukee, Milwaukee civilian. I think I Peter like... Franzo was talking about him too. Look, how about the famous comedian? His bit was lying. Yeah, that's that's right. probably the same guy that Pete was. Talking yeah, yeah, about. that's a ticket. Yeah, that's a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, six-year-old put bullets into a teacher in Virginia. What are your thoughts? I actually wanted to get into that a little bit. Um, you want to go into that? Let's yeah, go ahead. We'll, it's a little we'll segue. Did you hear yeah. about that? Did you hear about that happening? A child brought a gun to school. Well, obviously. not only did he bring a gun to school, he was six years old and he shot the teacher. The teacher's mm -hmm. in critical condition. And he, according, so they were supposed to give a news conference today about it. If they did, I missed it. But according to the sheriff, he intentionally shot her. So um, I went on a post on Instagram and uh, the headline, of course, was, you know, six-year-old brings gun to school and shoots teacher. Mm -hmm. So my first question was, why is the kid's skin color included in the headline, right? Mm -hmm. So now everybody started losing their mind. He's six years old. What does it matter? And then other people were like, yeah, why isn't the skin color included? Because we'd like to know. And then my point was, the shooter must have been uh, a non-white individual mm -hmm. because if it was 
a white kid and the teacher was black, it would have been all over the news as him being racist, right? It would have been a racially motivated shooter, even though he was six years old. So it turns out that my hunch was correct as far as one aspect goes. It was a white teacher. So I said, if the media's not losing their mind, either the shooter, the shooter's white and the teacher's white, or the shooter's black and the teacher's white. So yeah. that's just my opinion. Of it. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I had the <laughs> same exact feeling. It was a 13-year-old <laughs> kid with his two friends breaking into cars on a street. Once again, I forget. It might have been Ohio. I don't know why that comes into my mind. But um, 13-year-old kid breaking into cars in the street with two friends. They, they drove up in another car. The other kids took off. This homeowner comes out. There's an interaction, um, and he winds up shooting and killing the 13-year-old kid. He gave him CPR until the cops come. Oh my God. Once again, I thought to myself, what color is the homeowner? He's got to yeah. be black. Yeah, right. Because right. if it was a white homeowner that shot a black kid, oh, we, know the, it. we know the kid's black. His name is uh, Karan. And it wasn't. Uh, it was like Karen, but it was K-Ron. Like, yeah, K-Ron. Yeah, K-Ron. Mm -hmm. So I'm like... You know, you just the our minds are set like that now. Like, yeah, what, what, yeah. that's a game that you play, roll the dice, and then sometimes and then you're surprised. And then everybody was, and then everybody. So Claire, right, is probably one of these people who mm -hmm. um, doesn't understand exactly what I said. Right, I, I was very clear. If the teacher was black and the kid who shot her was white. Mm -hmm. they would have been up in arms. Ben Crump would have been there seeing how this kid was taught racism in his house mm -hmm. and he was raised by KKK oh, members and blah, 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 blah. That's my point, right? So some people came on, you know, at me on Instagram and they were like, oh, you're a racist. And it's, it's not that I'm a racist. I'm making a point about the overt bias in the media. It's not that I think that the, the, if the shooter's white, he deserves less of a punishment or vice versa. What I'm saying mm -hmm. is there's there's biased by the media and they don't even hide it and people are so stupid and then they're bamboozled that's for you Milwaukee civilian they're bamboozled into um believing the shit that the media sells them right that every because mm -hmm. every time the subject is um a person of color and the victim is white they never make a big deal about skin color but when the well, they drop reversed, it the story just goes right. away well, yeah. what was the kid's well, name um hi dawn marie well, just go to the mass shooter, the last mass shooter who yeah, who yeah. said that he was uh, what was he gender neutral? What was he? Yeah, no, yeah, binary, non-binary. Non yeah, that yeah, was non his, that was his thing. Yeah. Complete story. When when it doesn't meet the criteria of what we're going to push, story just disappears. Whatever right. happened to the guy that brought in that that broke into uh, Nancy Pelosi's uh, house and 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 attacked her husband. He's under the jail somewhere. He hasn't had he, not one yeah. interview. Nobody's asked him a question. Why nobody you do cans, it? Nobody. Listen again. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Nobody cans were released uh -huh. from from the from the from the home. Um, not one interview on the guy. Uh, nothing. Nothing. Not listen, one news outlet all these, all trying to get in touch outlets, with this guy. All these news outlets are um, doing now is interviewing Prince Harry because of his book. Right, they're making a big deal of that. There's an insurrection in Brazil, and they're see all the news outlets are showing, you know, how the riots there are similar to January 6th, and they're doing like split screens of, of all the people in January 6th, and now this Brazil insurrection. Mm -hmm. But whenever there's a riot overseas and people are burning shit down and looting and killing each other. They don't put split screens of the Summer of Love, the 2020 George Floyd riots, right? With all the Black Lives Matter people running around rioting with the split screen comparing it. Why don't they do that? Again, it's media bias. It's media bias. That's what it is. Yeah, And man. it's pretty simple. It's so I haven't watched a second of that, uh, the Harry thing. I would never watch it. I don't care. No, fuck that guy. Him and his... Oh, my God. Why would un anybody... Un ungrateful. Would anybody care? Shit. Yeah, Exactly. That's exactly. when you think it's the last of it. And yeah. there's people that are interested in that nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, Cynthia Morris. Hi, y'all. From Simpson County. Uh, I guess MS is Missouri. I don't know. <laughs> Jumping in kind of late. Hi. So we got KH uh, Walker, Mainstream Media. Kaz K, I was born in London in 1964. I'm not buying any of his shit. I'm old school. Harry needs a slap. I agree. 
Who cares? Katie Walker. I agree. Uh, Agnostic said something that was pretty. Our media never is never biased and always honest. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Dawn Marie, thanks for joining us. They came in late. Rutan Griffin gave me the thumbs up. Uh, Claire said she understands now. Claire, I wasn't attacking you by any means. I'm just saying, like, people, you know, they don't sometimes, and I'm not saying this is the case with you, sometimes people just don't want to get it, right? They it's part of their woke, it's part of their wokeness, right? They want to be mm. like, oh, well, you know, these poor people have been unfairly. Uh, persecuted for years and now they deserve the the benefit of the doubt nobody deserves the benefit of the doubt i believe anymore you know you you I mean, think, who they are you got to believe them think about that 13 year old kid that was killed by a homeowner a licensed carrier homeowner had that man been white i'm telling you he's he's not white. riots there would have been riots it's just it would have been the main story instead it's not yeah. they're talking they changing that now it's about i don't know I don't know what the story is, but it's it's not we haven't it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Wherever this happened, this was a licensed carrier. He was protecting. I don't know what he did. He came out, you know, because you say, "Oh, it's just a car. It's property. It's so much deeper than that." Yeah, um, well, that's an easy I mean, listen, easy it, argument it, to make. And if you go outside to investigate, and all of a sudden you see somebody breaking into a car, and you grab him, "Hey, what are you doing?" And the guy turns around, and he starts punching you, and you now you're in a fist fight. All bets are off. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if I agree with that, but I don't agree that all bets are off. If somebody's punching, you punch them back. That's no, the same no, thing happened with Trayvon is, Martin. What I'm saying is that if you're a licensed carrier, you go outside to investigate. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if you live and in Florida, And now all of a right, sudden you you're getting assaulted. I, mean, I don't know. You know what I'm know. saying? That's where that law comes in, to stand your ground. And I think okay. in that particular state, it's it's an enacted law. So, um, you know, it's going to test... It's going to test it. Uh, where, where were we right now? Um, you were going to put up an article about and see what it was. I don't know. Well, this is a New York story. Aspiring model 22 arrested in stunning twist to deadly home invasion. She, uh, I got to, this is, um, uh, who knows why people do stuff. But she, she attacked her father and killed him with a hammer. Uh, was it a hammer? Let me see. where. where Wait, where, is, this the, is this the transgender uh, chick? Is she? I don't know. That that would make it even more interesting. I, I didn't know that. I think yeah. it's a female. Yeah, that's what it is. No, I think it's... ...in Brooklyn, now an arrest. Good evening, I'm Gilma Avalos. Natalie and Chuck have the night off. What police were investigating as a deadly home invasion in Brooklyn has now taken a new turn. Police say it does not appear to be a home invasion after all. It happened early this morning at a home on 17th Avenue in Bensonhurst. Police at first said masked men stormed into the home, stabbing three people, killing a father inside. News 4's Erica Byfield is live in Bensonhurst with the arrest just made moments ago in this case. Erica? Yes, uh, exactly, Clement. That's what we're hearing at this point. Police sources are telling us that the older daughter in this case has now been charged. We're still waiting to learn the exact charges, but we learned about a possible twist in this case around 4 o'clock this afternoon. Since then, we've been able to confirm all that information that you just shared, and this new version of the story actually matches the narrative that an upstairs neighbor told us. I saw the blood in the hallway, and that's when I got shaken up, and I closed the door and locked it. A rattled neighbor who doesn't want her face shown told us what she saw outside of her front door this morning. Police were investigating the murder of a 61-year-old man stabbed to death in his Bensonhurst apartment, his two daughters injured. Multiple police sources tell us what was first reported as a home invasion is not so. Instead, this appears to be domestic violence. The sources say one of the girls allegedly stabbed her father to death and then stabbed her sister. The person we met who called 911 said this. They don't have anything as far as in the house, as far as for two guys in, in, in face masks to want anything. She told News 4 around 6 a.m. Thursday on 17th Avenue near 82nd Street, she heard her neighbor screaming, tussling. I heard the bodies like being slammed around like they were wrestling. It's only she wrong. Yeah, this is the this is the trend this is the transgender uh really uh, yeah she was trans <laughs> so, I, had, I, had, I had no I, indication that you're yeah. listening to the whole I'm waiting for somebody to slip up and go no. so I know they won't the divulge whole, it at all I pissed some more people off on Instagram on the New York Post uh, um uh, uh story when they collared this person and they were like, yeah, you know, he was stabbed to death by his daughter, and then the daughter stabbed the other sister. 
And I said, it's not his daughter, it's his son. And everybody's like, why are you saying that? Why are you saying that? I said, because he's transgender. He wasn't like, he was a transgender YouTube model or something like that. He wasn't oh, like, wow. you know, yeah, yeah. So I pissed people off with that. See what we're I mean, doing I was right just, now? It's, it's the truth. What it's, are we doing? We're convoluting what the truth is. Because the truth, the truth should not matter. Well, that's what we're doing truth, right now. The truth right. should not matter. Yeah, yeah the truth in, is- in, in in the whole scope of it, does it really matter that uh, whether it was a son or a, or yeah, a daughter? Yeah, because it matters. Killed- what pres- it matters what what uh, section of Rikers the person goes to, right? They're either going to be housed with women or men. It absolutely matters. Well, and, yeah, after and the listen- fact, but I'm saying prior if, to it, like it, when no, you're listening to just it does story. matter. You know why? It does matter because the news is supposed to tell the truth, right? Mm-hmm. The news is supposed to give the news. If it was a, at least give a hint. Now, if it was a biological give a male, hint. it's a man. Like if you it's put a up a man, picture baby. of, it's a man, like if you put baby. up yeah. a picture of a boy and you told me that's his daughter. Oh, I get it, I get it. <laughs> but to not even like give us a clue. Like here I am, thinking it really is just uh, you know, two women uh, attacking the father or one of the attacking the father. It's just it's just they're lying to us. They're lying to us right to your face. They're lying to us because if you were there at the scene, you'd be like. Well, yeah, I get. I know he's saying it's his. You know, she's saying I'm the daughter, but it's it's a <laughs> it's, it's a, a man, baby. It's a man, baby. <laughs> okay, this is this is going down. We should have quit while we we're ahead. This is like gonna be. This is gonna be the the end of. Thank God it's the end of oh. our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's gonna be the end either way. Yeah. Here, here you go. This North, is what you're talking about. North DC homeowner shoots kills 13 year old after claiming. He was breaking into his car. The 13-year-old is dead after being shot by a homeowner who claimed the boy was breaking into vehicles in the northeast uh, D.C. neighborhood early Saturday morning, according to police. Okay, so you see what I'm saying? I don't. There's no word of a riot. There's no word of people up in arms. There's nope. no... Nope. Um, and face nothing. value, and face value, just looking at the article without knowing anything about it, mm-hmm. I... I, I, I I'm a, it upsets me because I don't think that a 13-year-old kid breaking into a car should be killed. I don't mm-hmm. think that a 13-year-old kid, I don't care if he stole your laptop, your cell phone, and your wallet, and mm-hmm. he flattened all your tires. I don't think that, you know, the punishment should fit the crime, right? First of all, we yeah. don't want to encourage vigilantism. But breaking into a car does, should not equal being killed. So to your point, if that was a white guy who shot a, a young 13-year-old black kid, there would be riots. The, the that, would be would the be that would be the DC argument. That would be the argument. Why are you killing? Um, and so far, not nah, mute. All we hear yeah. is homeowner, homeowner, homeowner. Right. Yeah. So we don't hear anything else. Yeah, and we won't. And we won't. And Ben Crump's not going to show up, and nobody's going to show up and, and, and be outraged. And unless, unless the shooter uh, happens to be a person of color and is also a law enforcement officer, um, then, then yeah. we'll hear something. Then we'll yeah. hear something. Yeah. yeah absolutely. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Erica Olsen, media isn't anything about truth anymore. It's just stirring the pot. Uh, the true New York Police Department is the biggest gang, Kaz K. Uh, no, gangs have no honor, right? And they have no code. Uh, the police department is not a gang because uh, we serve and protect perfect strangers without prejudice and we do it with honor. So, Kaz K, I hope you're not trying to troll, but if you are, that's your answer. Um, if you are a male cop in New York City, are you allowed to search a transgender? Um, wow, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know. I guess it depends on the type of situation. If there's no female officers involved, uh, that's that. Oh, that's that's weird too, because now all of a sudden you're asking a female officer to to pat down a male. A biological Possibly. male. Yeah, this is it's a whole wow. weird thing. I, we, that's, that's quite a conundrum. That's quite yeah. a conundrum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you know what you have to do. You'll have to have the male search the top and then the female search the bottom part. Or vice or versa. Vice versa, right. Exactly. Yeah, who knows, man. Yeah, if you reach down and you're grabbing some pipes, then you know uh, you got to – it's a man, baby. <laughs> it's, a, it's a surprise <laughs> for the female officer, that's for sure. <laughs> Woo! Yep. Oh, sorry. Kaz yep. K got – Got blocked. So whoever blocked Kaz K, I guess Kaz K was being a uh, troll. So adios, Kaz K. Later for that. Uh, I refuse to carry the phone. I don't need one for squad work. Scott G. The department radios didn't go trunk yet, but they want the money for it. I got a department phone about a year before I left. I was supposed to. It was supposed to be for warrant checks and job details. 
to call DBB. Yeah, well, and, and this clown Adams is making them put stickers on the department phones now. So then, um, because he encouraged all New Yorkers mm -hmm. to take pictures of the police officers on their phones and send them to him mm -hmm. specifically. So now he wants people to be able to decipher whether cops are on their phone, their personal phone, or their work phones. The job, listen, uh, almost 4,000 cops left last year. Uh, more are going to keep leaving. Uh, they only got, I think, they only replaced almost uh, over 3,500 cops. They only replaced them with about 1,200. So you do the numbers. I mean, it may be even less than that. So, I mean, what's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you could get a sticker and put it on your private phone. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm How sure hard it is to get a go, sticker? I'm sure people are going to go above and beyond. Listen. How hard would it be to get a sticker? Listen, the, 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 you're right. And the <laughs> point is, why why is he messing with these cops? Like, He's so stupid. These cops have enough I hate saying shit it, man, that they're but really, the really nonsense is. that he gets involved in. You know, he might be worse than de Blasio. And I never thought that I would say that. But you know why? Because de Blasio, we knew he was like Wilhelm, whatever his name was. We knew mm. he was a communist, you know, like. Uh, mm. socialist communist dude, right? So mm. we had, I had low expectations for him, right? Mm -hmm. um, I had kind of higher expectations for Adams because he was a police officer. He was never a cop. He was a police officer. Uh, he was a test taker. And um, I thought he was going to do well by the cops. And he is just... Uh, what he picks and chooses, what he, he picks works. and chooses to make a big deal about. The cell phones, it's not a big deal, man. It's, it's really, really not. Uh, if you're a cop on your cell phone and you're working in the subway, you're stupid. You should be paying attention. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? True. A picture is not going to be able to help you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Hire better recruits. Yeah, you're it's right. It's not the cell phone. It's the recruit yeah. that you're hiring. Somebody yeah. that can't do their job and, you know, realize that their life is at risk. So hold on. My my uh, my producer here, the wife, uh, just passed me a, a letter because you, you all know that my wife is a retired detective. If you don't, um, my wife is a retired detective as well. Uh, a male cop can search a female at any time, but if a female cop is available, it's recommended. Mm -hmm. uh, who? I said hello, you know this. Hello, you know this. All right, so hello, I know. But we're talking about tra we're talking about trannies, babe. Same thing. This doesn't matter. Yeah, but what if they were born a male and they and they have boobs? Whatever happens there, they okay. can search. Well, if, listen. If 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 the man has boobs, I'm searching him because I wanna, I wanna squeeze those boobies and see what kind of work he got done. Give him a little, tune the radio a little bit on the boobies, on the male boobies. <laughs> so, so what's right, the answer go. now? So uh, it was what we said, but uh, she was doing it specific to um, uh, you know, males versus females about being available, um, which are, of course, you know, she's right, but um. Again, if it's a transgender male and he's got nice boobs, I'm, I'm searching. Mm -hmm. So, um, Scott G at Angel, Mammy is watching and she says hi. Please elaborate because I have no idea what you mean. Um, hi, beautiful Peggy, says Louisa. She said, oh, Angel, make Velcro stickers and sell them. Yeah, the stickers for their phones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Raquel, no, she's not coming on. I can't. There's only room for one beautiful person. Oh well, one and a half beautiful people on this podcast. We don't. We can't have the wife here. She'll she'll go over the uh, the uh, allotment for good looking folks. <laughs> um, what else do we got? Uh, Where were we? YT Patreon emergency tools for weapons, explosive, anything goes. Absolutely, LT. Yep, definitely. If the package is bigger than a four D cell mag light, no pat downs. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> you know, all right. What do we got, Mark? What do we during got? During um, the during the 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 last storm that we had, um, there was complaints that a lot of Teslas weren't starting because of the freezing cold. Yeah, that's you know? right. And then uh, right about when that story was going to pick up some traction, this guy decided to drive his a family off a cliff. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah, a very, you, and it's very dangerous cliff. Yeah, and they all lived. Thank God. Oof. And um, is if that's not a great argument for getting a Tesla, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you ain't kidding. <laughs> Listen, I mean, they, they're not a scratch on them. 
I bought a and that's lot. That's two hundred. I'm trying to think. Two hundred fifty foot fall. Um, people people wipe up at that spot all the time. The funny thing is, is that all his neighbors and his friends are saying what a dynamite the guy this guy was, and he, how he could never do anything like they could never envision him doing anything like that. And his wife looked like she was beautiful. Yeah, the whole family's beautiful. Well, listen. Okay, the whole family. The kids are obviously beautiful. The guy's a good-looking guy. The wife looks gorgeous. But what does that yeah, say? It's a beautiful what's family. Moral, what's the moral of the story? Well, I don't know. I mean, the only people who seem to think that you know this guy did it on purpose, um, even though it is the the amount of accidents and deaths in that one spot right there. What's is, the moral of that story? What, what? What is it? No matter how beautiful a woman is, somebody <sighs> somewhere is tired of her shit. Uh huh. That's the moral. <laughs> uh, yep. Well, I'm he just kidding, kid. guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he had the kids with him too, so it wasn't even about the wife. Um, the only people and, and now, mind you, if I'm the, if I'm him. I'm playing devil's advocate here. If I'm the attorney, and you just went off a cliff in one of the most dangerous cliffs in um, in California, where wherever that was, uh, a lot of cars uh, go off that cliff. Pasadena, it's a, something like that. It's a very very scary uh, patch to drive on. Um, wouldn't it stand the reason that maybe you suffered a concussion uh, with the fall and the hit to your head, and maybe you were saying some stuff that wasn't true, or you don't even know where it came from when you were talking to the investigators? I mean, it's such an easy thing to get out of. If I'm the lawyer, by the way, where's where's our resident lawyer? Is he on with us? No. Right. But I, I mean, other a, than I a think, statement, I what what else do they have to go on? I think that's a shitty. I think that's a shitty defense, but that's just me. Um, no, I see what that's you're a saying. Great, that's a great defense. You <clears throat> just hit your head, and, and all of a sudden, the co- if you go to the hospital and you start interviewing somebody who's in a bed, why are you laughing? Because I got called a scamp. Raquel Pranzo is telling me that she's surprised at mm-hmm. me, uh, mm-hmm. Angel. That's why I've been single for four years. No one wants to deal with my shit. <laughs> Mary mm-hmm. Goldstein. Uh, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, marry a pretty girl. Don't marry a pretty girl. You see, people agree. Mm-hmm. Never make a pretty woman your wife. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just thought it was funny. Well, I'm just saying, if you visit somebody in the hospital and they're coming out of a major blow to their head, uh, it's not a good time to be, you know, taking statements from them. And that's the same thing that happened after this particular incident. So, unless he made a statement, I'm going to kill you all. And then he went off the cliff, and everybody in the car remembers that, including the wife, because she's fine too. You know who's going to be the you know who's going to be the key in the kids because the wife has an agenda. She not to say that she has an agenda, but she can have an agenda to lie and say he said mm-hmm. he was going to drive us off the cliff. If those both of those kids say daddy said he was going to kill us all and drove off the cliff, he's done. Mm-hmm. He's done. He's fried. He's done. Stick a fork in him. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Look, I guess look, that's look, it. Don Marie, I'm going to knock Angel out. Uh, Raquel, what about a man's shit? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-oh, we got the woman that's going to gang up on us now. Haters. Oh, that's funny. <clears throat> I hope he gets his justice. Terrible crime. Absolutely, Maui Swift. Thank you for bringing us it's down. A, well, if you think about years. it, too, like, well, I guess it's attempted murder, even though nobody's freaking hurt. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. They're not hurt. Yeah. Listen, if the well, kids, again, if the kids say daddy said he was going to kill us all, then he's he's done. He is done, done, done. Which one is this one? Uh, New York, New York City thief steals three hundred thousand while distracting guard at bank. Did you see that? Oh yeah, the uh, Brinks car robbery, right? It was like a a Gerda truck or something like that. Yeah, he was picking up from a bank, and uh, somebody. Well, he was. I guess he was picking up. He put the bag there. He's ready to close the door, and somebody comes by. He goes, "Hey, man, do you know where? <laughs> how I could get to <laughs> Carnegie get Hall?" And the guy goes. <laughs> Sing, sing, sing. <laughs> Is that how it goes? You know how I can get to cardio? Practice, practice, practice. Yeah, practice, practice, practice. And sing, in the meantime, sing, while sing. he was giving directions, somebody else comes by and just picks up the bag and walks off. Mm. 300000 in, in cash. So um, that sounds – it always sounds like an inside job when somebody loses their money like that because how do you know the route, mm. who's, who's sitting uh, – you know, we're not Absolutely. talking about professional people here. Or maybe mm. they are. Who knows? They got 300000 Tennessee no, man. Not, not professional. Tennessee man uh, accused of impersonating officer arrested in Oklahoma. The reason why this one is interesting is because this guy had all the freaking everything on, man. All the police paraphernalia you could think of. 
Um, I missed it. What was it? He was impersonating. He said he was a deputy sheriff, and he got pulled over by the regular cops. But man, a Tennessee man has been arrested on. in Oklahoma, accused of impersonating a deputy. What? We know, according to sheriff's deputies in Oklahoma, 19-year-old Jackson Jones was taken into custody after reports that he stopped multiple vehicles in an unmarked sedan while wearing a belt and a vest that said sheriff. Officials say that Jones told them he had just left work in Tennessee and had driven to Oklahoma for a job interview. Now, he also claimed to work for the Campbell County Sheriff's Office here in East Tennessee. However, an assistant jail administrator in Campbell County later telling investigators Jones no longer works for the agency because he was also accused of impersonating a deputy there as well. Now, unfortunately, it's not that uncommon for someone to pretend to be an officer. So what do you do if maybe you see flashing lights, but you're not sure if it is a real police officer or not? Well, after this case in Oklahoma, we're on your side finding out what you need to do if you suspect you're in a similar situation. Anderson County. Anyway, that guy... Um... The reason why I I wasn't able to find the original video that I saw, but uh, the original video has um, the cop pulling him over, asking if he's armed. I mean, I'm uh, telling him to uh, do you do you mind if I uh, take your weapon? You know, and he's say, saying no, and he he doesn't want to show ID. It's it's an interesting stop. I don't know what yeah. led him to believe that because that kid had all this paraphernalia. You know what he did say though? He goes, "Why are you wearing your vest?" He goes, "Oh, I, it's comfortable." So that's how you knew right away. He said the, <laughs> he's lying. The reason why he had the police vest down was because it was comfortable. Yeah, if it doesn't I mean, smell like if it doesn't smell like death, then you know he's not a real cop. Because those vests, I don't care how much you cleaned them, how much he aired them out, they always stunk like death. Um, and they weren't comfortable. A, yeah, I want to go to a comment real quick. Fuzzy Doxy said, "My friend got pulled over in Phoenix for speeding. The police handcuffed her, put her in their car, searched the car." <laughs> And sniffed her undies in her suitcase. She was going 20 over. They sniffed her undies in her suitcase. You expect us to believe this? <coughs> Who said Fuzzy, this? Fuzzy Doxy. Fuzzy Doxy. Hold on. Was he? All right. Wait. I'm trying to look for Fuzzy's. Uh, uh, um, uh, hold on a second. I'm trying to see a follow-up here. I remember Charles Vallow. No, that's something else. Fuzzy haters. I guess haters. Okay. I think Fuzzy Doxy was making a funny. I hope so. Um, can you imagine being in that car? Oh, okay, yeah. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just I, I saw that early, and I wanted to get to the bottom of that. So um, now they're fighting about our women versus men stuff. So um, you're Raquel, a woman. I didn't. I didn't, Raquel, I didn't say anything. Raquel, Raquel is fighting with Lieutenant Pete. Mary Goldstein jumped in. Uh, I, somebody, I didn't. Somebody I said they that. were still single because they're beautiful. Oh, JoJo said she was still single because she's beautiful. Um, I stayed out of that, man. That's all on you, man. <laughs> that was good, though. We got the crowd moving. Oh, yeah, I got the crowd moving. Yeah, you got the crowd moving. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if yeah. Moving in the wrong direction. But Angel, no, no, I listen. It's funny. It's funny. Oh, yeah, it's funny. It's something similar. It's a joke. Yeah, no, it's I know. Funny. I know cops do stuff like that. They're crazy. The thing is, so the reason Fuzzy Doxy, the reason I think. Uh, that I thought you were lying was because now cops have body cams, right? So what are you going to, like, how do you justify turning off the body cam to sniff a girl's panties in her luggage? I, I just don't, I don't know. That's crazy. The police canine or the cop? Good question, Phil. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that is a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're at 53 minutes. Anything else worth, um, well, let's just um, say a prayer for this uh, officer who lost his oh, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, California deputy shot killed by a man with extensive criminal history during car stop. His name is um, Deputy Cordero. Isaiah Cordero, yeah. Isaiah Cordero. And uh, he was shot and killed in a car stop. I have video on this. This guy should not have been out of jail. Uh, whoever his boss is, God bless him. He said it the right way. Um, this Whoever the judge that let him out, this is on you. Shock and anger tonight after the slaying of a Riverside County Sheriff's deputy gunned down during a traffic stop by a three-time convicted felon released on bail. The Riverside County Sheriff says the gunman would never have been out on the streets if a judge had done her job. KTLA's Rick Chambers reports from Harupa Valley. 
Yeah, guys, behind me, you can see the growing memorial to Deputy Cordero. In fact, it's been getting bigger by the hour here at their JV station. Tonight, we're getting a closer look at the moments immediately after the deputy was shot, as well as new information about the shooter. A home surveillance camera captures the moment Harupa Valley residents realize Deputy Isaiah Cordero is lying wounded on their street. We tried our best to help. This is the woman in the video who called 911 but doesn't want to be identified. He saw the truck um, parked, heard the gunshot, saw the officer down and ran to his aid. We, we tried our best to help the officer as much as we could. Investigators say 44-year-old William McKay is the career criminal who shot Deputy Cordero during a traffic stop, then led police on a pursuit before crashing and dying in a shootout with deputies. McKay has a violent criminal history dating back to the late 90s. He got his first strike in 99, along with a three-year sentence. His second strike came in 05, after he beat and robbed a couple and was sentenced to 13 years in prison. His third strike came in November of last year, after holding another woman hostage. But for some reason, the court delayed his sentencing. McKay made bail and never came back. In fact, there was a warrant for his arrest when he killed Deputy Cordero. He should have been immediately sentenced to 25 years to life. The judge reduced bail, allowing him to bail out against the objections of the prosecutor. And here we are today. Throughout the day, people have been bringing flowers and candles here to the Harupa Valley Station House. It's just great to see all the support from the community. Um, really meant a lot to me and my family. David Padilla is Deputy Cordero's cousin. He was um, pretty much the reason why I'm here, law enforcement. Um, he was my push, my motivator. Um, if it weren't for him, I, I wouldn't be in this uniform. Some of these visitors knew Cordero, many did not. But the young deputy's service meant a great deal to all of them. No word yet on any memorial or. That's a horrible story. And I love the fact that uh, that they, they out. I would love to see this uh, judge get outed. Doxer, I want to know who this person is. And I want to hear. Yeah, I haven't seen the name out there. Yeah, they've been putting her name out there. She was a black judge. Um, she uh, uh, allowed him even after he jumped bail. She she still allowed him out. Um, when he came back for his hearing after they uh, after they brought him in for jumping his bail, um, yeah, it was it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah, I'm curious to know what 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 excuse and she could give her that um, the 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 sheriff's office there and then um, the, his coworkers, his colleagues, and and his family. Um, like what 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 could justify letting that that animal out after three strikes? You're out. That's it. Isn't that isn't that what it's supposed to be? What is your That's job? What is what is your function? That's right. Well, listen again, and we've spoken about this on the show uh, ad nauseum, as I like to say. They, they want to hold cops to a higher standard all the time, right? The the big thing is hold cops to a higher standard. You know, people who kill cops should be hold held to a higher standard as well, higher standard of punishment. And they got to start holding these rogue DAs, these liberal judges, these rogue judges uh, accountable. They got to start if you if you don't do your job. If there's mandatory minimum sentencing or there's guidelines, sentencing guidelines for people like this savage who was out there and you don't do your job and put them away, if somebody gets killed, you should be charged as an accessory to murder or complicit. You should be complicit. You should be charged. They have to come up with a charge. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. Stupid. Agnostic one says if bail reform is done the right way, then it's a good thing. Problem is that they're doing it the wrong, uh, doing it wrong. Then saying it, see, uh, saying see, it doesn't work. Um, as far as bail reform goes, I've seen people spend way too much time. I had a guy that I locked up for robbery. This kid, he was in jail for a no, year. Yeah, it's stupid. because he couldn't come up with. It was, no, his bail was five hundred bucks. Nobody could come up with two hundred fifty dollars for him. Right, and that's the point. Um, but yeah. That's where bail reform needs to be fixed, but it, it it shouldn't it shouldn't have to do with stuff like this. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, you know what it's I'm saying it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and, and and Mary Goldstein says, but why aren't we why aren't we holding these criminals to a higher standard? Yeah, that's my point, right? If the, if if you want to hold cops to a higher standard, criminals should be held to a higher standard. Um, same thing just happened in Canada. Yep. What's your thoughts on the cops charged with homicide for the two teenage girls while running a red light and the police chase? Oh, 
Did you hear about that really quick? No. Uh, yeah, so two cops were charged. Um, I forgot where it was. I want to say it was in D.C. They were charged with homicide because they were chasing a guy, and he ran a red light, oh, and yeah, he uh, killed that. somebody. Yeah, yeah. And they charged the sergeant and another cop um, with homicide. So it's crazy. It's crazy. We're running out of time. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that case. Yeah. Uh, all you can do is pray for those two cops. I mean, what's the point anyway? Why don't chase anybody? Don't do anything. I mean, like, why yeah. do you even? Ha- why do you even have us? You why have police officers? Yeah, you're they right. should all. They should all resign at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Just man. Go, go find other work, man. Well, I listen, hate saying man, that, but it, because we can't. if if we can't. if you're getting indicted for murder. For chasing after somebody who's breaking the law, then something's People wrong. Fix it. People got to fix it. Wait, it's gotta, got the law's got to be fixed. Just up. got another super chat. Oh, boxing MMA. Thanks, Mark and Angel. You brighten Thank up you. Mondays every week. Thank you so much for Thank the five dollars super chat. Um, listen, before we close out the show, uh, let's. Uh, Let's say goodbye to the people that joined us in the chat. Then I have an announcement or two. Yeah, it's um, just not um just really quick. Uh, this is not our last show. Next next week is going to be our last show on police off the cuff. But we're going to come back with something else on a different sort of the same layout, but on a different platform, doing our own thing. So yeah, we're going to reach out know. to each and every one of you. Yeah. Um, we'll try to anyway. Keep updated. Yeah. And um, if you don't mind sharing. Uh, your information with me, uh, you know, I'm on social media. I'm on uh, Instagram, Mark DeMeo, also on Facebook. I'm friends with a lot of you, but please uh, join me on there, and um, I'll keep you in touch with uh, with wh- what we're doing and when we, when we get the new show up and running. It's going to be great. I can guarantee you that. Um, so let's just say goodbye to everybody, uh, and then I'll, I'll, I'll make these two last announcements. Um, Boxing MMA, thanks again for the super chat. Phil Leo, always great having you. Raquel Pranzo, so nice to see you on vacation, having a great time. Maui Swift, thank you for tuning in. Girl Friday, thank you. Milwaukee civilian, I said, did I say Milwaukee civilian? Thank you so much for the $50 super chat. That was amazing. Fuzzy Doxy with the great questions tonight. Um, Where are we? Uh, Phil Leo, Agnostic One, Kelly Work, Sarah D, Mary Goldstein. Thank you for for joining us tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was for Mary. I got to do that once for her. Um, Erica Olson. Uh, this is not goodbye. We love you too, Jojo. Um, Fuzzy Doxy just gave us a nine ninety nine super chat. Thank you so much. Thank you, Foxy uh, Foxy Doxy, and um, that was very kind of you. Angle, stop posing. Okay, Louisa Mermaid. Uh, Scotty Wagner, Scott G, Jojo, Cage Walker, all of you. Stop. And um, in case uh, if you live out in Pennsylvania area, I'm going to be doing a show. Where are we? I'm doing a show. One of the last shows that I'm doing in the area. I mean, in the East Coast anyway. Uh, it's for my buddy Soul Joel. It's at uh, Sunny Brook in Pennsylvania, Pottstown. Pottstown. My, my my aunt used to live in Pottstown. That's funny. Yeah, fifty Sunny Brook Road, Pottstown, PA. Uh, the place is called uh, at the Sunny Brook, and I'm doing a fundraiser for the Widows Guild on January 19th. The show starts at 7 p.m. Doors open at 6 p.m. Showtime is at 7 p.m. with my buddy Soul Joel. And uh, I remember a couple of weeks ago I showed you my new digs. Well, that didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. Uh, it turns out that these luxury apartments have a lot of rules. And I didn't want to really live by rules. You know what I'm saying? Kind of sort of wanted to have my guests stay as long as they want and access to whatever they wanted. So because my kids are going to come out there to see me. And Angel might come out with his wife and, you know, whoever. I don't want to, you know. <laughs> so this is my new house. This oh. is where I'll be living. Awesome. That's the front of it. Uh, this is the kitchen. I'm not crazy about the backsplash, but um, all the appliances are new. Everything is new in this place. The bathroom is a mint. It's a three-bedroom, two-bath house. And comes with a pool. So there you go. I got my own yard, my own pool. I will be pissing in that pool. Yeah? Yeah, that's what you think, man. <laughs> I'm putting that red dye in there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care if you piss on it because I'll be I'll be in there with you pissing on you. Milwaukee, <laughs> you? thanks. Uh, Twenty bucks super chat. We love you. We love you back. We love you all. Thank you so much, everybody. 
So, uh, so yeah, that's the deal. Next week, we're going to do one final show. We're going to have a bunch of people stopping in to say goodbye. Wish us luck in our future endeavors. I'm going to send a, I'm going to send a, uh, reach out to these people and ask them if they'll join us for 10, 15 minutes, talk time, even five minutes. But in the meantime, uh, you guys have a wonderful week. I hope your football team made the playoffs. I'm a Jets fan, so my, my motto made it, but they look like shit. My motto is uh I'll see you next year. Wait till yeah. next year. The Cowboys <laughs> uh, yeah. yo, that guy threw two interceptions oh, in a row, man. man. He's hard. Yeah, I don't know what's the matter with him. He threw that the second interception was a lazy one. Like, yeah. I don't know what's wrong with him. He's not seeing the field right. I don't know. Anyway. We'll see. All right. Well, All right, everybody, everybody. Follow me, Big Weekend Man, Instagram, Twitter. Peace, yeah. adios, bendiciones. Yeah. Love you yeah. all. Send, send Big Week of Man and send me send your me stuff too, Mark DeMeo on Instagram yeah. and Facebook. All right. All the best to you guys. Have a great week. Bye bye now. Thank you. Go TCU. Beat Georgia. <laughs> you, uh, you follow college football?